last time on the strange campaign i'm dylan i will be the dungeon master for this adventure my name <laughs> is austin and in this adventure i will be playing belwin who is a turtle which is a turtle person so my name is ben the character that i'm playing is cal Stormcursed. he uh he's a barbarian i'm rob i'm playing uh, maximum Atumo, who is a uh, high elf cleric our party finds themselves wandering along the road to Lycilia in the nation of Edisfae on the continent of Dothesea. They've gone most of the way to Lycilia through the Lyswood. You distinctly recognize the smell coming down the creek as belonging to the canines of the wood. Are these like uh, nasty, evil uh, looking wolves? Because uh, I'm not. Yeah, he doesn't have one to hurt wolves they're, who don't have to be hurt. I mean, we did just see one, like, rip the face off of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me bury him. His oh, name is yeah. Tim. Tim? Tivum. Tivum. I was going to say, Tim's not a very fantasy name. You can create a ghost if it's to gaslight an elven woman. Well, I do not appreciate what you did to Tivum's grave, nor do I appreciate how you desecrated <laughs> his spirit. I am appreciative for you saving my life. My name is Pafendria, but you noticed that she's suddenly carrying something. She must have grabbed something while you weren't looking. You said you come from the forest? Have you seen Have you seen my boy Tivum? He left a couple days ago to go find some girl. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I've He's, seen his ghost. You have to go. You have to go to the tavern and tell... Tell my boys their brother's not coming home. So I, I, I think I just walk up. I just walk up to like a, the first table of, of two people. And I just start and I say, I'm sorry to tell you, but your brother. The has... brother, a large, large brother. Country. What the fuck is you? <laughs> you some fucking turtle. You saying my brother got got killed by some wolves? Our brother ain't no ain't with no elven woman. He a good royalist like the rest of us. He don't associate with them elf folk. Mm. He's a racist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so my so uh, Maximon booms in. You are being prejudiced against my <laughs> roll, friends. Roll, roll, roll intimidation. We got a fifteen. And I and I have heard that the new. Can I roll for religion? The fact that you've 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 talked up, they're used to elves not being a very uh, not being a very confrontational people. The fact that you've talked up to their face has uh, has pacified them for a moment, and their guard is da- taken down as they stare at you in disbelief. Uh, can I get the r- religion roll or what? <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna tell them that uh, their version of hell has just issued this warrant that uh, if they're prejudiced, they get a little bit of fire on their hands. And you got a 19? They, yeah. <laughs> this is Fibbo speaking. Another bloody elf trying to tell us about our religion. We know there's a hell. We know We know. apparently we're supposed to all get along, but we don't listen to you elf folk when it comes to our religion. Our people, Aladan and Haladas, we're humans like us. We don't believe in your funny elf gods. Sensing that this situation is very quickly getting uh, close to what could be a brawl, the bartender goes, hey, hey, boys, 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 
I come here and let you drink because you're good dock workers and and this bar is technically owned by the docks. But no starting, no fights. I don't care if, if the the turtle man and the elf and this uh, this manar boy were rude to you. We let all types in here. We let them drink in peace. Hey, what's what's your name, Dragon Dragon Boy? It's Taliech. I let Taliech come in here, even though you keep trying to scare him out. Because he pays, his money's as good as yours, so try to be nice. These these folk look like they need a drink. How about everyone a drink on the house, eh? Hey! Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have I ever seen a dragonborn? No, you've never seen one. You've heard of them, but you, you don't, you didn't actually, like, think that they were, like, you thought maybe they were, like, a rumor or, like, made up. Okay. Or you pictured, like, an actual, like, dragon-sized, like, person. But seeing one for okay, the first cool. time, you are a little awestruck. Cool. So I'm like super intrigued by that. And like if so now has the has the situation kind of settled down a little bit? Everybody goes up to the bar and grabs their 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 lager as Gerard, the bartender, is is dishing them out. And as you walk up to the bar, you bump shoulders with the with the dragonborn grabbing his free drink. Cool. Yeah. So if possible, I would like to like bring him his drink. I mean, you said he's like he's right next to you at the bar. Cool, yeah, so I'll grab the tankard and I will like and I will like hand it to him and I'll be like, here you are. He's about to get uh, his drink handed to him by the bartender. Okay. And you reach out your hand to grab it. He sees you reach out your hand to grab the drink. He goes, what, are you going to dump your beer on me? I was like, uh, no, no, sir. I only meant to to um, fetch this for you. I've never I've never met a I've never met a, a dragonborn before. Sir, are you gonna gawk at me like all the other humans here? Uh, I I hope not, sir. What's your deal then? Why are you being so uh? Why are you being so nice? Usually you human folk like to like to point and stare and you know call me scaly skin or some shit. Oh, I I have had my share of people pointing and staring at me. I just uh I've just never seen anyone like you except for my my turtle friend over here. I met him just a few weeks ago. Huh. Wow. You might be the first human I met who ain't got shit for brains. You guys want to come drink with me? Leave these these losers over in their misery. Sorry about your brother. They look fuming, but Taliach just smiles and smirks. Well, I'm I'm down. I'm I I'm down to like I'm I'm just kind of like I I've just met this turtle <laughs> I'm I'm like psyched that I've met a turtle. Now I've met a dragon, dude. I'm just like I'm just living it up right now. I'm I want to go get drunk with the dragon guy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Belwin, he's like he uh he doesn't sit in in chairs just because he's a big turtle, and <laughs> so um he's only been exploring the new modern world uh briefly, but he knows he can't sit in chairs at this point. <laughs> um, he kind of stands by the table, and he's still like. A little perplexed by uh, taverns like this. I mean, he, I guess he kind of does remember like his uh, dining hall as a, as a paladin, but you know, new modern ways that uh, he's not used to humans and, and such. I guess so. He's just kind of like standing quietly, looking around, a stoic turtle. I'll say, look, Belwin, he's he's a lot like you. <laughs> I'm just taking notes. <laughs> um. So yeah, what? What are you? I I mean, I've, I, I'm used to not living around other dragonborn folk, but you don't seem like dragonborn to me. 
you don't you don't really seem uh i don't have you know i wish i had a big shell like that it'd be nice for uh you know deflecting all these racist assholes comments but <laughs> what, what where are you from buddy quick question would uh dragonborns have been around in yeah. my character's time of of being yes and actually roll history if you'd like to recall something i got a five <laughs> so you remember that there were dragonborn around when last you remembered <laughs> you remember seeing them interacting with them but you don't you can't really recall anything specific but something like feels pertinent and important but you just don't know what it is mm. I don't recall many dragonborn from my time, but uh, yeah, I'm a turtle. I'm, uh, I, I, I fight to protect the forest and uh, the light of life and, and those around. I want to help this stormy, sad lad here find his way because he just was looking so gloomy and he, I can tell he's got a, a fire in him waiting to ignite. Well... I'm Tally Etch. What's what's y'all's name? You you seem like an interesting group of randomly assorted people. I'm Belwin. My name's Cal. How about you? You're pretty quiet. I mean, I'm used to elves being pretty quiet, but I don't got no issue with elves. It's us against them, right? Those those humans are the ones that hate all of us. Hi, Talia. Can I roll for history? Sorry. What are you trying to recall? I got a 19. Hi, Talia. I'm Maximon, and... I've never met one of you, Dragonborn, but I've heard you make the most exquisite sound when you die. Is that true? <laughs> uh, okay, that's weird. You kind of got a fucked up sense of humor, eh? Or are you just yeah. an asshole on purpose? I'm a student. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should leave with that first, buddy. If you mean we burst into flame and turn into ash basically immediately, I guess that makes an interesting sound, but... uh. I'm well, taking notes. Well, I, I'm a sailor. I'm probably the best sailor in this whole goddamn town. Uh, I'm a sailor, no... too. Well, hey, I knew there was something good about you. But uh, there's probably nowhere on this lake I ain't been. Uh, and I can probably get there faster than anybody else. Like all these idiot humans in this town, they all seem to think that once a lizard's better at doing your job than him, it's just a reason to hate him instead of learn anything from him. We'd like to get to the Forgotten Isle. Oh, the Forgotten Isle? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there a few times. Pretty pretty creepy place. I mean, it's all, you know, ruins and stuff. Why, why are you trying to get out there? It is a place of great power that my people once dwelled in. How, I like how this, old? Like... Uh, it's hard to say, I, I suppose. I don't know how long I was asleep, but things are very different now than they were when I was last awake. Well, if that ain't cryptic as shit. Well, I, you know, tell, tell you what, I like you, I like you guys, and I'm, I'm heading over to uh, Enkayan, uh in the morning. Actually, I got a route that'll take me up there. I'll drop you off at the Forgotten Isle. We can, we can leave uh, eight o'clock on the docks. I'll meet you there. Uh, but hey, share that, share my table with me for a little while. out of the corner of your eyes as the conversation at this table has been going quite smoothly 
you notice in the corner of your eyes, the brothers have been constantly getting closer and closer to the table. Their backs getting more and more hunched as their voices seem to be dropping lower and lower from an angry scream to a, a quiet plodding. Just as they seem to be eyeing over at you and making nods to each other, they get up and start heading for the door. And I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. So I got a 23. How I got about a five? I had a, a 12. So just as the two brothers head towards the door, suddenly from the very spot that they were about to step out into the light comes a massive explosion, sending everyone in the tavern flying in all directions. You all get sent aggressively back against the wall. Bellwin, you take eight damage. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. Maximon, you take six damage. So I had five hit points. Maximon, you are currently dying. Because we're not in combat, you don't have to make saving throws, but you are going to need to use healing on you, like... ASAP, basically. But let me let me describe Wait, the situation yeah. that we see. And Cal, you manage to be lucky enough that the blast sends the table into your face, catching your armor in your shoulder and blocking shrapnel from landing directly into your head and throat. It all sticks into the bottom of the table. As cool. you come to your senses, as you look in front of you, you see the whole front of the tavern blown completely open. You see bloody smears where Brodan and Fivo were walking. You notice behind the bar, Garrod holding a massive piece of broken timber in his lower stomach. And you see pinned to the wall by an enormous piece of timber is the lifeless body of Taliech just hanging from the, from the wall. Timber oh, no. spears and and fragments are splintered everywhere, and people start running out of their homes and buildings to look at the damage that has happened to the tavern. The uh, the brothers that were being all sneaky, have they are they injured as well, or did oh, they? Oh, they're dead. They're they're pulverized. They are the bloody. Oh, spears. okay. So got it, got it. That's what I understood. Wow. Okay. So do we have any? So do I need to roll or something? Since I I guess my like. Roll. lightning reflexes or whatever happened can i yes. try to perceive like where this came from roll perception i got a six perception <laughs> minus two so so i really have no as, fucking idea <laughs> as far as you can tell as far as you can tell there was no immediate warning signs or or red flags it seemed like the brothers were leaving the bar a normal conversation was happening you remember where the explosion came from you remember it was right by the entrance but other than that nothing you're, you're still shell-shocked your ears are ringing and and you just you're barely registering what's going on around you i do want to remind you that maximon is currently bleeding out and as is Garrod, <laughs> the bartender, holding a massive piece of timber in his gut. Jeez. Okay, so I, Austin, you're up. I just kind of did a thing. Like, kind of pop out of my shell. And uh, when I look around, I, I go over to uh, Maximon and see he's bleeding out. And I use the last two of my lay on hands to. Uh, I only have two hit points to give, so I don't know if that at least just stabilizes you. 
Wait, yeah. I have a stabilizing spell. But you can't once, cast it on yourself. You can't right? cast it on yourself while you're dying, but once you are once he stabilizes you, you can cast a healing spell on yourself. So I, I, I go over and just like um yeah, do some do some turtley lay my hands on him and it kinda does a little naturey glow, a, a goldeny glow and heals him two hit points. Oh thank you. Oh my goodness. Can I? What's Austin at? Can I heal him? Or well, you do. So like, so do so like. Think of what your next move is. But like, you just literally just regain consciousness from like being like like impaled with shrapnel. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a a very uh, selfish, you know, kind of keep myself alive. So I'm gonna cast a spell on myself. Yeah. Do it. Um, that's what I would do. Which uh, brings me to. Full hit points. All right. I'm really fully out of it. Whew. What was that? <laughs> but what a feeling. <laughs> you notice uh, from outside a, a small dwarven man, a much older fellow, but very muscular, brawny, and immediately heavily armored, armed to the teeth, burst through the gaping hole without a second thought. And he goes, what's going on here? I am very badly hurt from this explosion. Who are you folks? Where's Garrod? Garrod! He jumps over to Garrod, noticing the the massive splinter sticking out of his gut. He goes, any of you healers? Um, I'll run over and like, so I've got, yeah, I've got nothing, man. I have no supplies. I can spare him from dying. Oh, that's sick. So I'll, okay, so I'll run over and I'll be like, "Oh, he's hurt badly." Uh, Maximon, can you can you do anything? Can you help this man? I also run over and I touch him and I use my uh, cantrip, spare the dying, which uh, stabilizes him and keeps him alive. All right. You see that where the splinter is entering his body, you suddenly see the flesh seem to grow hot around the wound, but it's actually cutting off the edge of the splinter, turning it to ash as the piece of lumber falls away and the wound is completely cauterized and sealed. Garrod is still spitting up blood and seems quite badly rattled, but he does seem like he might make it. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, my name's Hosh. I'm the captain of the guard here. Uh, oh, God, what what happened? Someone tell me what happened. Um. So, all right, so I'll say... So the dragon is pulped, right? Dragonborn oh, he's, guy? He's, he's pinned to the wall with a giant piece of wood sticking out of his chest, and he's completely, completely... So poetic. Limp. So poetic. Yeah, so, like, no signs of, like, no signs yeah. of life. I mean, you All can right, check so him. <laughs> okay, I guess. But so, so for time being, I guess I'll respond to this dwarf, because I'm, like, impressed by his, like, equipment or whatever. And I'll be like, well, we, we, we j- just come to this town... It's been a crazy day for me, sir, if I'm being honest. <laughs> we ju- just came to this town. There were, we, we saw a wolf attack right before we came here. We told these brothers that the guy died, and, and we just I met a dragonborn for the first time. And, and, then, we, and then there was a huge explosion. I don't know. I have no idea what just happened. Son, son, you need to calm down. You seem like you might be in shock. You're telling me you come to my town for the first time and then the tavern is blown all to hell, and and people die. 
do you come here alone, the three of you? Well, yeah. Three, pe- three people can't come alone, or I guess we came alone as three. I don't know. <laughs> That's totally the answer there. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't come to the town with anyone else. That makes you uh, suspects. Well, we uh, there was an elf woman we encountered um, in the clear at the wolf attack, but she, uh, you know, didn't seem too friendly towards us. Trying here. <laughs> this woman, this woman, boy, he he slaps you to get your attention. He re- he reaches up. He can barely reach your head from where he is. He's a dwarf, but he still manages to give you a little slap across the face. I need you to focus. This woman, describe her. Race, build, give me give me information. All right, cool. So, Maximon, you want to describe because you're like Mr. Note Taker. Oh yes, yes, roll, yes. Roll perception. Uh, that was a natural twenty plus four twenty. Wow! All right, an etching of her in his notebook. Yeah, yeah he just like he <laughs> just like whips out have, his notebook. It's like a have, perfect drawing. Yeah, you actually, you actually, the notes you were taking, you made a complete sketch of her. You have her face. Perfect. You have Pephendria. You have her name, her exact height. You have this like almost kind of creepy level of detail that you've memorized about this person, and you show it to him, and you go, "This was the woman we were traveling with." She put something in her pocket as we were coming. It was a, a key with some a cloth wrapped around it and some elven script written on it. <laughs> she disappeared as soon as we hit town. In fact, you recall that she went down the main drag and then turned right before heading to the docks. Damn, that, that, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> so that means that she must be somewhere in the shanty town. Uh, oh, boy. Um... This is gonna be this is gonna be hell. Uh, the the Lord Mayor has to hear about this. I gotta get uh, I gotta get a medic down here to stabilize uh, Gerard. Um, what about me? I need to be hurt. I'm hurt badly. I'm a turtle. <laughs> I I just met you people. For all I know, you could you could have had a hand in this. You say you brought some elf woman here. Oh God, uh, she's probably with the VFN. Um, <laughs> what's the VFN? Roll history. History is minus one. So <laughs> nice. I rolled before. I got a nine, so I guess that's an eight. What about what about you, Maximon? Um, I had a natural sixteen, but a modified twenty. Maximon uh, interjects. He goes, "The VFN, the the Venfei nomads." They are the political extremist group of elves that seek to make retribution against Venonir for expelling the elves during the Great War. Uh, they are considered a terrorist group by many humans, but are considered somewhat of a group of freedom fighters by many elves. I'll let Maximon decide his, uh, his feelings on them, but that's the information that you recall. Yeah, are they... Are they against, like, do they have some kind of thing, like a problem with this um, nation that we're in right now, the democracy nation? Or do they just hate Venetia, the human nation? You don't necessarily have that information. Roll, roll perception. But... Okay, I actually, I actually rolled a 19 on that. Okay, so <laughs> what you remember is, is you go, uh, uh, Captain, I, I remember... Brodan and Fivo, before they left, they were talking about how they they were they said that their brother was a a good royalist. 
hearing this, Hosh rolls his eyes and he goes, Oh God, it's it's happening. They kept saying that it would come to this. Uh, it looks like the VFN is now targeting royalists as well as mo- as the monarchy and Venonir. Oh God, uh, we gotta find this woman. Uh, by the way, uh, Maximon is pro VFN. He knows quite a bit. He's uh, stands with the Alvin cause, though he will not. Um, do bombings. <laughs> you just want to learn from the aftermath of the bombings. Yes, I'm so fascinated by this dragonborn. Although I'm pissed I was dead so that I could not hear the death call of that dragonborn. <laughs> Roll medicine. Oh, okay. Then a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah, I got a, uh, ooh, damn, I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> You you walk up to the corpse and you're kind of rudely nudging it with a piece of wood, trying to see if it will do something. You're very upset that the, the corpse didn't burst into flame like Taliech had claimed. But then part of you feels a little bit stupid and, and naive for buying into that. And maybe he was, in fact, actually fucking with you a bit. Although, can we write into Matt? He will never admit that, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tw- only twenties on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hosh, the the dwarven captain of the guard, goes, uh, "We we're really gonna have to get cracking on this case, but there's there's too much to do. There's there's too much to do right now. I I think I'm gonna need the three of you to to leave, um, so that so that my boys can get working on a crime scene, and so that we can get Garrod stabilized and 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 out of here." Um, I'm just going to need you to clear out for the time being and, and promise me that you're not going to go chasing these leads without my boys breathing down your neck because this is my town. This is my guard. We do the justice around here and, and I don't need no vigilantes or, or private investigators screwing up justice. All right. All right. So Cal is going to like, he's going to, he's going to do like, he's going to stand up and try to do like a salute of some kind to this guy, but it's gonna come across. It's gonna come across very much like. Oh, like he, okay, and he, he's trying to like, yeah, you know, he's trying to come across like he knows what's up. Like he is like, you know, yeah. he knows how to be in a squad. I got an eleven, but I bet I have minus to that. Nope, it's just eleven. All right. So and I'm, you, but I'm gonna say like, but as I do this, I'm gonna be like, I'd be like, yes, sir. But <laughs> like, can we help? <laughs> so you do this little <laughs> salute and you ask your question, and the dwarf just looks at you, and he goes, "Man, you men are people sure are strange. You can help, but like I said, get some rest. Just get out of my face. I need to think." I'm very hurt right now. <laughs> yeah, so do you think it would be smart for me to heal him? I'm Sorry. like, I have two hit points uh, right now, so I'm like pretty, like I got a lot of shrapnel in me, I would imagine. <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm hurting pretty badly. So I'm like holding myself up with my quarter staff kind of right now, you know, just like I, I do so need game- to take a long rest. Because I can just use Cure Wounds. I'll have used both my slots, but I'll just take a long rest. It'll be fine. 
I'm yeah. gonna use cure wounds uh, on Belwyn, and uh, that's going to give him uh, seven hit points of health back. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So you get everyone onto their feet. You walk out onto the street through this now very large blast hole in the front. Um, You notice on the ground there's this very distinctive scorch pattern that goes out in a radial shape. Further examination might reveal something, but you also feel you might have some duty to heed the words of the dwarven captain who's busy inside with the injured bartender. Um, You look out onto the street and notice lots of people looking out their windows, holding their hands to their mouths, whispering among each other, but no one is getting too close to the building. Is there any particular direction that you'd like to head in? I suppose we would head back towards the inn, just because uh, we're going to have to tell her her other sons just died, too. (laughs) Man, we are just like, we're the worst. We didn't even do it, though. We didn't do anything. We were just adjacent. Is there, uh, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. if we don't know about anywhere else to stay, I guess we could, like, try to find somewhere else. So, we don't have to deal with I think it, Belwin, Belwin would probably head in that direction because he wouldn't know in, anywhere else to go. So, at least in his mind, that's the one place to go. But if Cal or uh, Maximon have any other places to yeah. suggest... I feel like also he's like or mystical enough or whatever that he doesn't like fully grasp the awkwardness of that interaction. In some no, way. he's just kind of like death happens, we go on. <laughs> Not phased at all. I will say Maximon will probably su- suggest just you know meditating for four hours in the church. I'll go to the end because I understand that uh, there's a conversation about death that's going to happen. As the party heads down the street towards the inn. You notice an elven and a human man, two two figures, both in different and distinct religious garbs, walking towards the party, whispering to each other and looking at them, and then finally seeming to rush towards the party with an excited haste. They stop you in your tracks on the way to the inn, and very quickly launch themselves into an explanation. The elven man goes, Hello, um, my name is uh, Feliadril. I am the uh, elven priest of the village. And the human man says, And my name is Alan. I am the, the human priest. And um, we would very much like if you would consider staying in uh, our house of worship. Uh, we also have a proposition that we would like to bring to you. Um, y- you seem to be... Uh, the adventuring type, and uh, we do have a bit of a situation. If you would consider following us, it would be much appreciated. Can I speak in Elvish to the Elven Man? Yeah, what would you like to say? And say, listen, man, I know what's up. I'm also an elf myself. I understand. I love that you're religious. I love these garbs. They're fantastic. You'll have to tell me about your death rituals and, and the continent at some point, but w- I- I'd like to follow you. I don't know about these folks. I'll speak to them in common. The elven, the elven priest, uh, you see visible understanding in his eyes, and you see excitement. What surprises you that catches you off guard is the human priest is the first one to respond in elvish to you, and he says, "Only speak elvish. We assumed that the common tongue was was shared amongst us, but he's speaking in elvish to you." And, and I admit to him, I was just doing that to 
make the uh, make my compatriots feel a little excluded. But if you're gonna speak in Elvish, heck, let's just go common. <laughs> <laughs> the two priests stare kind of quaintly at you, and then stare at your party members, puzzling, trying to put together the connection of why you would try to leave them out of the conversation. <laughs> Bellin looks over them and tries to see if he can identify uh, their religious garb. Roll religion. Yeah, I rolled an uh, I rolled an eight. You can clearly see that the um, the human priest is wearing cloth that is very typical of a priest of Aladan. Uh, you recognize it as the the religion shared between Venonir and Manorhad, but you believe that this is m- possibly more specific to Venonir, as many humans who live in Eadisfae also share the religious beliefs of humans in Venonir. And you can see that the elven priest is wearing garb that is characteristic of the elven deities, but as there are so many um, numerous elven deities. You're not really sure what specific deity his garb is attributed to, but it does seem fitting to a, uh, a an elvish priest of um, the pantheon of most elves of Eadis Fey and Sudis Fey. I'd like to mansplain this to this turtle. Uh, I rolled Roll. a, uh, a natural 16 plus 4, so 20 in religion. Okay, so you, you look to Belwyn and you look to the elven priest and you say it's very very clear Belwyn that our friend (laughs) Feliadril is wearing the garb attributed to the deity Joaquin the elvish deity of trade it is very obvious that a town such as Lycilia on the lake on many waterways on many trade routes would have a priest dedicated to our deity of trade uh, Feliadrell seems very impressed with your with your assessment, but he also seems slightly concerned at how condescending you were. Give Valwin a little slap on the head and be like, "Wise up." <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. I'm just well, taking if, in all these new experiences. If, if you are <laughs> offering us a place to rest, we we will not say no. <laughs> Okay, uh, Feliadril, who is much smaller, um, he's a very thin, lithe elf. He seems a little bit more, um, a little bit younger, even though you know that elves live longer lifespans. He seems younger in his natural lifespan than Alan. Alan seems like a man in his late 40s, but a strong man who stands confidently on his feet. He seems like he has lived a, a life of much experience. Uh, Feliadril seems uh, more unsure of himself and a little bit uh, shaky and quivery. And with the excitement of youth, he says, oh, yes, good. Please follow us. Please, please follow us uh, right this way to our to our humble house of worship. into the church, into what is a quaint little house of worship. Uh, It looks to you to be um, roughly about 
30 feet wide on the interior by approximately 60 feet long with a large arched roof. It looks very similar to many churches and houses of worship, and the interior is very minimalistic. Uh, there's not a lot of specific religious garb or carvings, and it seems like a space that works very flexibly with many religions that you assume would be the norm of a place like Iadisfe with many different diverse peoples. They say, please, please, we can we can roll out some bedrolls if you'd like to rest now. Um, in the morning, we would love to explain to you our bit of a predicament, um, but please, we, we understand that you're tired and shocked from the events of the day. We would love if you if you would rest here. Yes, we will rest. Cool. Cal is like, you know, he's had a pretty overwhelming day and he's starting to look pretty, like, pretty, pretty down. He's a little the, gloomy. The adrenaline has left his body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are we like, are we like getting ready to, to like do our long rest? Are we like going to bed? Yeah, or I feel like we're all, I feel like, uh, yeah, Belwin is also pretty, pretty tired too. He had a big fight with the, the wolves. Is there any specific plans that you'd like to set for your long rest or like a watch or anything like that? Or would you like to all just go to sleep? Out of a D100 for sleepiness, I got a 96. So I'm just like really (laughs) dazed and sleepy. Nice. I I go into my turtle shell and, you know, get good turtle sleep. Do you guys want to do some like chit chat for our rest? No, no, I'll I'll do a little character, uh, a little team bonding around the fire or around the hearth, wherever we are. Mm. I guess I'll just say that like I uh, I know we didn't uh, set those wolves against that couple, and I know that um, we didn't explode that tavern, but I can't help but feel that. Today was just my fault. Mm, boy, need not worry yourself with things like this. Things in nature just happen, and there's nothing we can do to control it. We just have to go with what happens in the flow of nature and just persist and keep hoping that we will persist and not be taken away by the fury of nature. I almost was today in that explosion. But here I am, still being a turtle. Ah, Cal, I will say, though there are many things outside of our control, there are just as many within it. And I snap my fingers and I use thaumaturgy and the hearth is now a black fire. (laughs) (laughs) You attempt to do this with your with your willpower but you cast thaumaturgy and the force of the sound that the snap creates blows the hearth out and the fire immediately sets the room completely pitch black check it bitch as the party takes this uh this awkward moment of of strange failure by Maximon uh, as a sign that maybe they should start heading to bed in the pitch darkness. As you lay your heads against the stone floor of this very old church, all of you get the sense that just below you, there's some sort of movement or rustling, but you know that the floor is not moving and you know that the stones are set and solid but you get this sense that below you, 
there's something going on that doesn't seem right or natural for this this church. And with that thought, you drift off into a sleep defined by the same dream. You each individually have a different dream of pitch black waves washing upon a shore of red sand. As you stand here on the sand, you look out into the distance as these waves crash upon the shore. And you see far, far in the distance, a black spire. And at the top of that black spire, a dark red pool that morphs and shapes in the air, seemingly floating at the top of this black obelisk. And it almost seems like the tower is creeping towards you or the horizon is growing closer. And just as it seems that you can make out more detail at the center of this shifting red shape, you snap awake and you find that it is morning and you find Alan and Feliadrill above you with hot food and, and coffee brewed fresh to wake you from your quite disturbing and restless long sleep. Damn. We we made you some some breakfast and and here's some coffee. We we apologize. We we, we were unsure of what uh, what a turtle eats and drinks, so we we tried to stick to vegetarian food. Um, if the if the coffee offends, we could we could make some tea or or some feliadrill. They they are our guests. They understand that they are welcome to the bounty of our house of worship. Alan seems to put his, Alan puts his hand on Feliadrill's shoulder and Feliadrill seems to stop shaking and being so unsure and you can sort of sense the wisdom of Alan uh, flowing through Feliadrill's body. If our guests require something, they will simply ask us and we shall provide. Any vegetables would be delicious in my turtle tummy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to speak in Elvis to uh, <laughs> Failure Drill and I say, have some self-respect, man. <laughs> Failure Drill seems very, both at the same time, shocked and also slightly reassured and kind of like shamefully excited by your, yeah. by your comment. Alan seems surprisingly... Very, uh, very proud of Feliadrill. It almost seems that Alan can sense this, uh, this well of pride beneath the shock. And instead of getting angry at you, Alan looks at you and says in Elvish, he says, maybe there is much that you can teach our young elven priest. You seem to know much about our religious practices and the, the sciences of arcana and magic. Feliadrill here... <laughs> yeah, this is getting. Can I roll a twenty on flirt? Feliadrill here is is new to our village. He was assigned by his holy priest in Fein, but he's done an exceptional job, and he has been a guiding hand in the religious ways of our elven brethren. But it is good to see a, another mentor figure creep into his life. And my character decides to never explain this to the party. By the way. <laughs> I'm just chomp. I'm assuming I was handed some. Yeah, you're all you're all feasting on, so on just... a nice a nice melody of, of veggies, some carrots and 
and uh, root vegetables cooked hot and fresh in a little stew um, with, with, you know, some maybe some some herbs mixed in and some, some light salt and pepper. It's nothing too fancy, but it's hearty and filling and it warms your body. You feel protected and, and holy in this place. Last night you said that we had like weird vibes when we went to bed. Is that just because we had crazy nightmares or like were we actually sensing some like malicious Stuff. I'm gonna need Stop. you to roll. Cal, I, like... I think you need to roll perception if you'd like to try to recall something about the dream or the feeling you were getting. I want to do a uh, use my divine sense. So as an action, you can detect good and evil until the end of your next turn. You can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or known the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet. That is not behind total cover. Uh, you can take this feature three times per long rest. So I'm going to Divine Sense and see what I find. You feel this sort of uncomfortableness and this sense of, of presence, but it's clearly not within the confines of your current walls and ceiling and floor but you get this very uneasy sense that there's something deeper going on here and that is it good or am i getting the e like am i oh, picking up evil. evil getting some some disturbing dark and dark feeling is it more like celestial is it more fiend is it undead kind of evil am i picking up on or? you can't detect that unless if okay. there's full cover okay Belwyn stays silent while they're here, but he I just keep gnawing, but I I uh, absorb this knowledge as I am gnawing on some veggies. So you notice Alan and Feliadrill looking at each other, and finally Alan nods to Feliadrill, and he goes, So I'm glad that you came. We've been experiencing some rather alarming nightmares and visions with the uh, the people who come here to worship, it seems that um, when people stay for too long, when they go home, they they all share the same dreams, and they they all sense the same sort of uncomfortableness with with the grounds. We we looked into some of the older records and books of the church, and we were alarmed to discover that we've been unaware of, of of a crypt for for hundreds of years for 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 many many different priests and priestesses of this house we've been unaware of a, of a of a crypt and and using our uh our books and our and our divination spells we managed to find the entrance but we haven't been able to conjure the courage to to enter them uh, we don't know if they're dangerous. We hate to put this upon you now, but we desperately need someone capable of handling whatever might be down there. Sounds like there's a darkness down there that needs the light of earth and nature. I think we should maybe investigate the happenings. I feel this strange presence here. I feel it deep in these stones and we should see what lies beneath and if it is as old as they say it could even hold answers of what has happened to the rest of my people can i roll for religion so, 
I I just like to know if I've like heard about something like this before. If I've if, read about you know a similar. If you'd like to um, if you'd like to try to recall information about the dream that you all shared, uh, I would roll roll perception. Same difference to me. I got uh, an eleven. You try as hard as you can to try to picture this obelisk. You remember the shape of it, and you remember the the minutia of the dream. But anything beyond the images that you were shown seems to fade from your perception. It almost seems like trying to think about it deeper causes you some sort of mental strain and pain, like a building migraine. And as you try to concentrate deeper, you're only met with this this building pain that causes you to to back out of the thought and and to to fade the images from your mind's eye. Damn. Cal, what do you yeah. think of exploring this crypt? Cal would like explain the fact that he is mistrustful of magic because his people are mistrustful of magic. Um, so he's honestly just kind of spooked, but he will like follow along with whatever Belwin is trying to do because he sort of sees Belwin as his like mentor figure even though he just met him because he's just very desperate to have that kind of a dude yeah so your people are distrustful of magic but they're distrustful of you because you like contain magic right i guess but like so like cal doesn't really cal never really thought of it that way cal just kind of thought he was like legitimately cursed and bad luck but not in like a magical sense, like in like a superstitious sense, sure. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. now like Belwin is the first person that's kind of told him that like he's got some like special thing going on and hasn't kind of either like ignored the fact that he's weird or like said something mean about it. So he's just kind of like because of that, he's like kind of like a puppy dog a little bit, just trying to like learn more about himself by okay. like being around Belwin. So Cal is on like a journey of acceptance but for now he's he's still quite distrustful and and we need to get him there yeah yeah i don't because i'm just kind of like i don't know guys like i'll do what you say but like everyone back home said magic is real bad news like that's why they didn't like me because they said i was real bad news yeah well next time we have a fireside chat we're gonna try to get we're gonna try to get some of that stuff out of you. But for now, we're, <laughs> we're de- deaf and dumb to it. Alan turns to you and goes, "So, will you help us? We will. We will explore this this uh, crypt of yours and see what we find. What darkness lies in there? It is my duty as a knight of the forest to shatter the darkness." that lies within the crevices of the world to let nature thrive. Huzzah! (laughs) (laughs) Feliadrill seems seems particularly inspired by your your speech, and he goes, You must let me come with you. You you must let me help. I I feel I must prove myself. Alan seems taken back and and puts his hand on Feliadrill's shoulder. Feliadrill, that, that does not seem like like a good idea it, it you do not know what is down there and and your magic is naive and weak at best damn but <laughs> but I, I i must you have such a storied life when will you allow me to live mine Feliadrill? if you saw the things that i have seen in my life are they like a couple 
<laughs> no, but there's like a mentor master type relationship. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Just, so just like making sure. Kinda, it's like kind of kinky mentor master. There's <laughs> <laughs> sort of a father son type thing going on. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So nothing like that. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Like kind father, of father, wing, son. son. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, son. Belly Adriel, if, <laughs> <Daddy, boy. laughs> if you had seen the things that I had seen in my lifetime and done the things that I have done, you would not want to go down into that crypt. Belly Adriel seems a bit deflated by this and a bit taken back. And he goes, I, I, suppo- I suppose so. Uh, I just Jeez. feel like... Danger follows us, boy. It's best that you remain here while we go into the darkness. You do not have the experience that the three of us do. We have fought wolves. (laughs) (laughs) And survived an explosion. (laughs) Alan chimes in and goes... It will not be three, it will be four. I will lead you in there, as I have served as the priest to this church for as long as I have lived in this village. I feel it is my responsibility and obligation to see that the safety of my people is guaranteed. So I'll be like, but, okay, so Hosh did tell us to, like, lay low and let him figure out about the DW whatever. (laughs) VFN. VFN. (laughs) You can check back in with the bfn later alan walks over to what looks to be a a quite simple uh pedestal with a a water basin on top used for ceremony usually filled with holy water and he puts both hands on it and gives it a great shove and you notice that it begins to pivot and slide along a central axis swinging out of the way revealing a very tight but dark and certainly deep spiral staircase leading down and down and down if any of you have torches or fire magic it will certainly be dark down here i do not know if there will be light to follow us that we do not bring i will say i have i have dark vision um i don't think it doesn't seem like i do no i definitely don't i'm just a human (laughs) You know what I've never talked about, but is a part of my character? Um, it's in the lore that exists in the pictures that I posted. Um, that I'm always wearing dark sunglasses because of my dark vision. <laughs> but I take them off. You should have torches in your adventure kit if you do not have dark vision. I would recommend. Yeah, I have a torch. Yeah, one. All I right. can get one. Go, Belwin, do you want to do it or do you want me to hold it? I don't mind. I'll probably hold it because I see myself as like inferior to you, so I'll want to be like doing being helpful. <laughs> All right, if if you insist. All right, cool. So cool. All right. Alan Alan lights back Alan lights a torch as well, and he says, and he he pulls. He didn't notice where he was keeping it within his robes, but you see, as robes a large flap opens up, and you see he pulls out a great mace in one of his hands. And you seem taken aback that this priest was armed, but he wields it quite confidently, and he says, into the crypts we go. And he starts down the long stairs with you following behind him.
Who's still here? Dylan, are you still here? All right. Cow, all alone again. All by himself. <laughs>